Welcome to the New Dawn Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Lisht. This podcast is dedicated to uncovering, unlocking and unleashing the truest, most authentic versions of ourselves. And in order to do that, we need conversations that expand, unblock and help us to create new neural pathways. As a transformation coach, I've seen so much change and growth happening for my clients lately. We are being squeezed to let go of what no longer serves us and to step in and embrace all that we are, which is especially true for those of us who are on this planet with a deep desire to be of service and to help others. So often we sabotage and stop ourselves from implementing the offers we have in our hearts, which is what I'm here to help you unblock and release. So to find out more about how we can work together, check out my website at www.dawnlust.com. And on today's podcast, I've invited my dearest friend, Miriam. Miriam is also a coach, but she's one of the most incredible meditation teachers I have ever come across. And a human being that, I mean, just she's just an absolute pleasure and delight to know. Miriam is going to be a regular guest on this podcast because, well, not only do I love talking to her, but we are both so very passionate about transformation evolution and making it all very accessible and practical and in today's episode we talk about how so many of us keep ourselves small and try to run our lives and businesses under the radar we talk about the impact this has on our hearts and what we can do about it and so without further ado here's Miriam welcome Miriam welcome to the new dawn podcast thank you Uh, I'm so delighted to have you on as the first time, and I know it's definitely not going to be the last time, but um, (laughs) normally I would have briefed you beforehand to tell you what we were going to talk about and we'd have a little discussion and... uh, but I know, I know us. I know that the moment I would have said to you, "This is the topic," we would have gone into it there and then. And I wanted to catch all of our conversation in the now moment and share it with our listeners because, well, because I think it's valuable and it's important. And I love talking to you, uh, and I wanted to share share you with the world. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Now I'm apprehensive and uh, curious about what the topic's going to be. Oh, it's so, a good uh, one. It's a okay. good one. Um, before we go into that, how are you? I am well. I've slept yeah. well and the kids are all settled in school and uh, there's only one week left of school and I'm looking forward to pyjama days and um, yeah, so I'm good. Mm. I asked Drew this morning if I could do the school run in my pajamas, and he was like, "Yeah, totally, <laughs> Mum." Not a, he was like, "That sounds like the most obvious solution to this the day ever." Yeah. Let's do it, Mum. And uh, yeah. I was like, "Now I've said it out loud, I'm <laughs> thinking maybe that wasn't such a good yeah. idea." There are times where I do just change my pyjama bottoms to mm-hmm. do the school run so keeping nobody... it real yeah. <laughs> keeping it absolutely real yesterday was an example of that I did uh, I knew I was going back to bed I was I needed a little bit of self-care time and uh, mm. uh, there felt like a lot coming up so I just um, honoured that I was really really tired and so yeah I did a 
half pajama. <laughs> I find that you can get away with quite a lot if you wear leggings <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and a really long winter coat. <laughs> right. Winter's brilliant, and a and, hat. Yeah, a hat. You've, got, you've covered all your bases. <laughs> exactly. Nobody can see the hair hasn't been done. <laughs> I love it. Totally. Um, so, talking about things that are coming up. Yeah. Last night we had week 11 of Roots, uh, so we're almost at the end. Mm. And then this mo- then a series of serendipitous events happened that have brought this topic that I'm going to share with you in a minute really up front uh, into my awareness today. And <clears throat> last night as we were talking, there was uh, we were talking about how how we find it difficult to take up space. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. And how not only is it difficult to take up space, but how we inadvertently and repeatedly stay small. And that's what I wanted to talk to you about today because I had a, a message from my coach yesterday, last night, which I only got this morning, this beautiful voice note from my coach who basically called me out on (laughs) some of my behavior that is keeping me small and I'm listening to this eight minute voice note basically (laughs) telling me come on woman sort yourself out in the loving most loving possible way and I'm listening to it going I know I know I know so First of all, let's do, I'm just going to take a minute to sigh. <laughs> I, I hear you and I feel you. Yeah. Because, oh, my God, Miriam, you know, where, where do we even start with this topic? Where do you want to – what's calling you? What's you're calling listening? me is Clarissa yeah. Pinkola Estes, and I'm not going to do it the right service, but um, you, you introduced me to her and I've been listening to her on Audible. Mm. and uh delighting just in her speech let alone her you know like the tone of her 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 speech her accent her intonation let alone the actual depth of the words she's using so it's just so lovely she's incredible isn't she she is she is and I like her accent when she takes on different characters in her (laughs) stories I love that yeah um but I think within the first couple of chapters of the book Elders, which is the one I'm looking at um, or reading, listening to even, um, she says, stop, you are not meant to have a normal life and stop trying to fit a tiger into a matchbox. Mm. And it just really resonates. I, I hear you for your own perspective, your own position of, that shove to step into your power to elevate to expand and I feel it too (laughs) you've done the same with me many a time and I how long has it taken for me to agree to even come and talk to you I know I know and I'm like come on you can do it this is going to be such a good conversation but Um, you know there is timing involved in all of this growth business isn't there when you're expanding um and getting comfortable in that new space, like you said, taking up more space. And yeah, um, so where do we start with that? 
Well, what uh, does that mean to you, Miriam? What does taking up space mean to you? What does playing small mean to you? It means dimming myself to make um, myself more comfortable, more more uh, palatable for those around. Uh, like, you know, if I'm a 100-watt light bulb, I've taken myself down to 50 so mm. that I don't create 50, 10? <laughs> Okay, harsh, harsh words. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't mean now. I mean, no, you know, yes. that's where we've probably all started yeah. from is yeah. like a 10 watt, 5 watt light bulb, yeah. right? Yeah, and we've got all this capacity to uh, to create this string of lights around the world and the universe to shine brightly. And uh, so, yeah, that's what it means um, to take up more space to turn that to allow ourselves to be our full awesomeness, our full crazy, our full genius, our, uh, you know, uh, the, the fullness of ourselves without apology. Censoring. Yeah. You know, is that what are they? Is that going to upset them if I say that? Are they going to uh, even? I was listening to somebody else, and they, he was asked the question, "What does he? What does he still have to work on, or what does he need to let go of?" And it, it, he said, "Being understood, <laughs> like it's oh an attachment, God. right?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm already fidgeting in my seat, feeling uncomfortable. To- <laughs> it's such a clever it's it was such a oh yeah like I and I I definitely know I strive to be understood less so now it's more about finding my journey to my own truth um, and the resonance when I if I sit in meditation or I read a book and there is a resonance that vibrates through me from my into my heart and there is this penny drop moment of Ah, mm. this is my truth in this moment. <laughs> Knowing mm. that, you know, 30 seconds later, it could be different. <laughs> Until we hit yeah. the truth, I suppose. Um, yeah. What I'm interested in exploring also is how, how do you think, or why do you think this this is a phenomenon that so many of us encounter day to day like the, for me this feels like one of my biggest burritos and um you know life themes is to inside of my inside of my heart is the fiercest wildest tiger and yet sometimes what comes out is a little squeak or at least <laughs> to me it feels squeaky Uh, And I know that that's not always the experience of the people around me, you know. And yet I see other women who who look like they are unapologetically being fiercely themselves, whether it's fierce or not fierce. I don't mean fierce in the um, pejorative sense, more like fierce as in unapologetically, lovingly and wonderfully themselves. So it feels like some of us have this quote-unquote affliction and other, uh, others don't. So talk to me about that, Miriam. Where do you think it comes from? Um, 
So, so many things have come up in response to that. So I'm going to try and hold them all gently. (laughs) So I move through them. I know. Um, Okay, so the first thing that came up was perhaps it's the rate of expansion that is expected right now or that we have the opportunity of the rate of expansion that is available to us has not been available to us previously in this lifetime if we take it from a human consciousness uh, perspective and the amount of light that is hitting the planet right now so there is all of the old energy the old parts of us the old patterns of being given being given the opportunity to slide away be shaken out of us and so there is all this space to feel as that gets shaken out of us you know I've got an image of like um, a body outline with dark and light patchwork within it and as more sun more light hits us so the darkness disappears within us there's more light and then we have to get to know that part of us with this light in and I think that's where it can feel uncomfortable and strange with the idea that we're still thinking that that dark part is still there that's the other thing yeah and and caught in the old ways of you know neurologically of you know push down cycles of behavior or or perhaps we go down them willingly because they're comfortable right familiar yeah. yeah. Um, so I mean, ultimately, one. sorry, these are the things that have kept us safe. These are the thoughts that have kept us able to function, even if it's, yeah. um, you know, a maladaptive functioning. It's still a functioning. And, yeah. and that's what I was thinking this morning. I'm just going to add more things to our pot of conversation, <laughs> Miriam. I hope you're keeping up here. <laughs> I was thinking about that this morning, like, what stands between me and where I have carried this keeping small mindset and mentality about myself and the the person who doesn't is only mindset and repeated habitual behavior. Like there's, I, I'm so familiar with the flavor of the trauma that's kept me small and the the way that it plays out within myself and I've looked at that from every single angle (laughs) that you could possibly look at over and over again and whilst that's been useful it's no longer necessary where I am in my journey what I want to know is how do I make sure that I keep myself accountable to this to stepping into my my greatness or my expansion repeatedly over and over again so you have just added more into that I d- yeah and I, I don't know how you do the accountability apart from um I don't know the 3d ways would be you know you journal and you ask a specific question that brings to mind you know what have I done to stretch myself into uncomfortable this week this day this month um but from a 5d perspective i suppose i would go and sit in that space of tiger would you, and, and surround yourself by other tigers or i don't think i need to worry about that because they maybe they're butterflies or maybe they're giraffes or maybe they're, but in terms but of that, yeah but there's that space though isn't there between the 3D and the 5D, using that terminology, where you're still 
learning to connect to what that feeling feels like the yeah. one that you're moving into yeah. and that's the bit I'm interested in as well is how do you keep aligning yourself with the feeling and the resonance of that new being okay when it's not a learnt or ingrained experience yet so are you asking me what my specific go-tos are for my own tools um yeah okay I sit in I, I sit in my heart in that frequency that is my heart and I'm through my meditation practices which have been you know extensive I am able to drop into my heart space very easily and uh, connect to the and I, this is curious okay so as I'm about to say this word I can feel myself about to make myself smaller mm-hmm. <laughs> Love it. which is curious okay yeah. like I can feel the tension in my body come up as I want to say I, I drop into my own divinity yeah. into my own golden and as I'm saying this I can hear my mind going oh, is that going to come across arrogant? Are mm-hmm. people going to be like, what a presumptuous, what's blah, blah, blah. How, de- you know, how dare she drop, you know, anyway. <laughs> There's all this narrative mm. that spills into my head as I'm talking, trying to access my truth and share it in a way to others. Um, so, yeah, I've just, I've just modelled exactly what, what I've done there and laughed. If I can come back to curiousness and mischief and laughter and like, oh, how funny that I'm talking my truth and my mind wants to come up with another paradigm but mm-hmm. that is separate, that keeps me away from that. Um, but on two levels of one, me being able to tell people what is my truth for me without any expectation of it being anyone else's truth, but also from the perspective of I believe that one of my roles, my purposes right now is to teach people how to find these places. That's why I'm a meditation teacher and a coach. And, you know, my, my, my route, like you, is to, to bridge people from A to B. And yeah. so that is my moving into Tiger, right, is, is to keep doing that on a bigger scale. And so I'm in an opportunity now where I get to do that and my narrative comes in, my ego comes in and says yeah but what what if what if people judge you what Mm. if so so every time there's there seems to me like there's these really significant moments when I am expanding uh, more and more and by expansion what I mean is I am every single day I am committed to um, uncovering the pieces and parts of me that are held in illusion that are not my truth somebody else's truth some sort of trauma response whatever it may be I am committed to uncovering those places and spaces and bringing them back into wholeness back to love back to compassion and kindness and just finding truth within those rather than believing all those lies about myself and as I expand what I feel 
because that's a feeling of expansion, right? When you're when you let go of the things that are constrictive to your heart and to your soul and to your expression, you expand, you become lighter, you feel greater. And the more I do that, the more there are moments that I encounter the outside edge. And I was talking to um, somebody recently about how when you pull an elastic band to its very, very edge of its stretch, um, it I will either ping back in on itself or it will break. And then you get an opportunity to get another rubber band. <laughs> <laughs> and what it feels like at certain points is that I am stretched to the outside edge of my rubber band and sometimes it pings back in and I have the same repeated old patterns that happen again and again out of safety out of habit out of all sorts of things and then there are these beautiful moments where I get the breakthrough and the rubber band pings and then I take up more space and then I'm learning who this new person is because now I'm no longer really the person that I was before because I've got a new rubber band (laughs) (laughs) um And I feel like that at the moment. I feel like there is so much growth and expansion that's happening that uh, every time I show up now in my relationships, in my business, in these types of conversations with you and others around me, that the rubber band feels like it's constantly at its limit. And I am choosing sometimes consciously, sometimes (laughs) reactively, which way I'm going and so this morning I was having this rubber band moment at it as at its extreme where I was like no I don't want to play small anymore I'm not going to do it I'm not going but I'm so sad I'm so sad (laughs) (laughs) there's a part of me that's still so attached to playing small and the comfort you know, there's very much less expectation on yourself that you place on yourself when you play small. Um, And yet the tiger inside of me is unapologetically pissed off. (laughs) I can imagine. (laughs) Right. And every time that I play small, there's a rumbling, a roaring inside that just goes no no we're not doing this game anymore we're not doing this anymore come on and then I call you (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's um so as you were talking about that I was curious as to what would have to happen for us to just surrender all of the elastic bands well that's a really good question I'm still in the mindset at the moment that we learn through contrast and there's it's like actually there was two things I was I kind of went off on one then but there was two things I wanted to mention the first is um two books the first is Braving the Wilderness by Brené Brown Queen Brené and (laughs) (laughs) she talks about how to be most fully and authentically you you have to brave being alone and then when you find yourself on the outside edge of your comfort zone and alone 
is actually where you find your tribe and uh, you find the other people who are also braving the wilderness and then you find actually that you were never alone to start off with um the irony of the whole situation I'm paraphrasing obviously it's just a whole book and I've just summarized it (laughs) (laughs) um but that brings me so much comfort uh she talks about the beginning of her book also how when she was rumbling with the wilderness like so many of the things that she's brought to the table and uh she's changed paradigms and shifted thoughts and beliefs uh, about these topics and in doing so has gone against mainstream narrative about a lot of this stuff um like vulnerability and sharing and openness and courage and all this you know and in doing so she's also lent on the people who've come before her like Maya Angelou and I can't remember there was a president I think um Roosevelt maybe I don't know and she would read their quotes every single day when she was rumbling with the wilderness because she knew that the information that was coming through her was requiring her to be bigger than and taking up more space than what she was currently doing or living within and she needed almost like a role model or a prototype of somebody to go keep going you can do this this is the way we live by our we live through and by our wild hearts there is no other way here if you want to be fulfilled and expanded and really truly live what you're supposed to be living now wilderness is the way um and she needed reminding of that and you know it's just yeah we do too right (laughs) we do too and then the other book is uh, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, which is um, about how we are constantly, especially on these kind of paths that you and I take and when you're working for yourself and you want to expand your business and help and uh, support other people grow too, we're constantly moving out of one pond into another, finding our zones of genius, moving from our zones of excellence into our zones of genius. And in doing so, there are repeated rubber band moments. <laughs> see, so, I just want to remove all of the ponds and just be in the ocean, you see. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that's a possibility? Yeah, definitely. What does that look like to you? Very expansive. And the removal of every belief about who you're supposed to be and how you're supposed to act and like it's it's big right because there's no there's nothing holding it all together I mean these are words from somebody who's clearly been meditating every day (laughs) 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 you know that's the beauty of uh, one of the things that you bring to the table Miriam is just such a an expansive uh, vision that you hold because of those countless hours and hours and hours of being within a different space in time maybe <laughs> yeah possibly <laughs> or just no space and no time um yeah um yeah I, I think we chatted briefly about this yesterday, but I was listening to Ramdas and um, this idea that we are points of consciousness, you know, and 
we're having these experiences and if we can get to the point of recognizing that the experience is just the experience without the judgment so before we've decided it's a good or a bad experience or one we do or don't want to have it's just an experience it's a sensory um you know neurons being turned on and off through your body and then our mind adds a narrative to it so so much of my development for the last decade and then with the meditation on top has been about maintaining that position of observer of witness to this thing called life that we've been gifted with and that we are points of consciousness to experience the world and as I was listening to this podcast from Ramdas from it must be maybe 40 years ago but relevant today because it was talking about um Oh, I can't remember the details, to be honest, but there was, um, he talked about emptying himself when he was asked a question. So people would come and see him and they'd want his advice or his guidance. And as he talked, I had a visual in my head of him being a drop, a water droplet. And then he said, and then I empty myself. And then I watched in my head as this visual of this water droplet dropped into the ocean and melted into the consciousness of the ocean, the knowledge, the wisdom of everything and found the information that he'd been requested and then reappeared as a water droplet with the answer. So going back to ponds and oceans, yeah, I do think it's possible uh, but it, is, it does require us to get out of our heads and out of the narrative that says we're supposed to um, grow into a tiger in this way or um, these are the steps to expanding. I want to throw all of that out. <laughs> I want to just expand with... Well, that, that mindset keeps us small too, doesn't it? Um, here's a five step to becoming your true, authentic self. <laughs> yeah. Well, fuck off with your five steps. So I'm going to take however many steps I want and I'm going to do it my own way. And it's not going to look like you want me to look it. Like your yeah. process, your process. I mean, talking to you, Miriam, your process is not my process. Totally. My process is not your process. And yet nine times out of ten, we end up in the same place anyway, don't we? Yeah. Absolutely. And that, that's the whole point, right? Everyone's going to end up in the same destination. <laughs> mm, um, in the pond. <laughs> yeah, or the ocean. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've gone off on a tangent, haven't we? Sorry. Um, but I just wanted to share something that came up for me this morning, which I was triggered. And I don't get triggered that often but something's happening right now and a lot of our our peers our colleagues are experiencing the same thing massive squeezes everywhere yeah and and just curious is curveballs that a week ago wouldn't have wobbled me and today did um Mm -hmm. so I had um created an opportunity to have um a moment with my family and for whatever reason, there was resistance. 
From you? Uh, no, you. no, not oh, from, from me. Them. From, uh, from others within the family, <laughs> without saying any words uh, about who and what and how. But there was, and and so I was in this moment that was the exact polar opposite of what I had tried to craft and create. Um, and I could feel my narrative starting with, well, why isn't that, you know, like, why, why are they not appreciating what I'm trying to do here? And this is, this is not it. And da, 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 the spiral starts to begin. So I stopped and I said, you guys go, I'm going to go this way. So I gave myself permission to change direction because it wasn't working. Was it like um, a pause? Did you just put yeah, like a, it just, a circuit breaker inside? Completely. Yeah. But I, it was a physical circuit breaker. <laughs> it was literally <laughs> I stopped needed, walking <laughs> and turned around. <laughs> so anybody that was watching was like, oh, what's going on here? They just lost <laughs> one of their family members in a different direction. But it wasn't working. There was The picture of unity might have looked one thing, but the reality was something else. And I was like, yeah, this is not aligned for me. I'm going to remove myself. I... I uh, because I could feel my state changing, my emotions, my the, my wounded heart going. Oh, this is no. Why don't they want unity? Ra ra ra. I have an attachment to this picture. Why yes. isn't anybody else? Because <laughs> <laughs> they've not bloody well seen the picture. So, <laughs> um, so you know, everyone else was doing their best, and in that moment, I turned around and. I was really quite upset like I think if I'd been at home I might have just burst into tears um but I curiously held this emotion as I walked back home thinking oh I'm gonna call Dawn and moan (laughs) download on Dawn I'm like no come on let's just you know let's just be curious here and um there was a desire from some level uh perhaps more mind focused and heart focused of like what was that what was that that just came up what was and I rumbled with it for about 20 minutes um but rumble is a curious word in this because there was an attachment to this rumbling yeah (laughs) and and there was an awareness that if I had phoned you and verbalized it I would have perpetuated it you Mm -hmm. know like yeah Mm -hmm. and within that was also that desire to be understood like I need someone else to reflect back to me that I was right in feeling upset I about this bullshit. I want to be validated. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm aware, right, I've got to get myself together because we're coming online to do this podcast and like I'm not aligned. I'm now very much in a wobble state. So I sent you a message just going, I'm just sorting something out and uh, I'm going to be a few minutes late. So I sat and aligned and sat in my heart and... Uh, I, I used my mantra that I used to um, expand that divinity that I feel in myself. And what was so curious and so funny and so delicious and delightful was that as I write, as my vibration arose, like rised up into this much more higher, lighter, beautiful place, everything else any pain any wounding just disintegrated it just disappeared completely and I was like oh I didn't need to do any of that I just needed to sit 
in a higher vibration for a little while and let that magic do its work. You know, you and I had very similar experiences this morning, different <laughs> different triggers, but I, I had to do the same thing. Like I woke up <clears throat> with this message from yes, yeah. my own coach and calling me out on some stuff, which, you know, I, I think it's Friday. We're almost at the end of the <laughs> Christmas uh, term and I'm tired. I had a really long day yesterday, which was full of wonderful stuff, but it was a lot. And so I woke up tired. I got this message and I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and I just I just was very, very upset and not in a like poor me kind of way, but just like a, this is a lot. I feel like I'm carrying a lot right now. Today, it feels a lot. And I thought to myself, uh, right, I can either reach out to Miriam or uh, there's somebody else who I talked to as well. And I can blurt it all out and I can say all of this stuff. Um, or what I realized was nothing that I was going to be saying from that space was actually true. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that annoying? <laughs> so annoying. And there was part of me that wanted to perpetuate what I was talking about. There was part of me that wanted to fuel the emotion because it is very strong right and yet in equal time I was also aware that I have danced this dance so many times <laughs> <laughs> that I know that whatever I put whatever I fuel is what I create so I decided just to sit on the sofa and cry and cry and cry with some cacao I was journaling it out and then once the emotion had moved out and I had taken responsibility for not vomiting it out into anybody else <laughs> yeah. I was then able to go all right now I feel like I have perspective and discernment and and this is what I was talking about in Roots and echoes what you were just saying the things, the thoughts I was thinking about myself when I was in that space this morning no longer felt valid or true. Yeah. Like there was a whole narrative around playing small and keeping small and maybe I shouldn't and maybe I should do this and shouldn't do that and be this and be that and da-da-da-da-da. But as soon as the emotion had left the building... <laughs> yeah. None of those felt like something that I wanted to carry on thinking or believing in or doing or reinforcing. Yes. And I think, I think that pattern of behaviour in response to a trigger is for, for you and I on this journey of, you know, it, it, it's so fundamental. It is, it is the work that keeps us on this spiritual path of okay, we know stuff is going to be triggered and come up and how do we deal with that? So we've invited it. We've stood on this path. <laughs> yeah, bring it. Come then. Let's wrestle it all out. Let's shine the light on these dark patches. Let me hold more light. It's either that or drink to excess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I've gone off drink, so it's not going to work. <laughs> no, I've tried that, Miriam. Yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah. Um, so we've invited it. 
Yes, we have invited it, and uh, and so we get to dance with it, and and learn when it needs nurturing and more space to be heard, and when we just need to sit in a high vibratory space and let it melt away. Mm. Um, and we, I, it's not that I know from one moment to the next yet, maybe that will come, I don't know, how curious, um, that which needs more nurturing. I tend to say to my clients, you know, when you're sitting, we, I would call this shadow work, I think you might call it yeah. maybe inner child work or shadow work, that, you know, there's a part of us that needs some attention and this morning that part of me just needed to be radiated in a lot of light didn't need a conversation, didn't need to be heard. Uh, but another time it might be stickier is what I say to my clients. You know, if you sit with it a few times and it, or, or you try to move through it um, with an open heart, with compassion, gentleness for yourself, for this emotion coming up and it doesn't shift, then there's some gem, some diamond still left in it for you to get some pearl I agree and uh, yeah absolutely all of that and but I think that takes practice like yeah um the amount of times you and I have spoken to our own inner children and rumbled with feelings and allowed emotion to come up and and unsuppressed it and ignored it (laughs) all of it um, also means that we know that there are certain times that we just need some tangerine essential oil to stick it up (laughs) (laughs) or frank or frank or walk or or a dance or yeah. something just to move the energy around. Yeah, definitely. Rather than have to. And that's an interesting thing, isn't it? Uh, we could go into that uh, maybe this time, although I've got another question for you around spiritual bypassing, uh, because there is an, there's always been this sort of thought within me that says, go deep, go dark, go down 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 (laughs) see all of it and then it will clear but actually because I part of me was like I am not spiritually bypassing I am embracing every single piece of this and what I realized is by embracing every single piece of it also means allowing ease Mm, like you don't have to (laughs) it doesn't have to always be so difficult and so sitting on the sofa smelling an oil or crying and then just moving it through is still extremely powerful yeah and you can remove the word still from that it's just Mm. powerful Mm. (laughs) um don't don't take away from the you know, why do oils and crystals and uh, moving yourself into high vibrations work? Because of the physics of it all, yeah? Like the science of it, moving energetic blocks because the energetic block is at a lower frequency and you're using entities, whether that's uh, calling in an angel or holding a, a rose quartz crystal or using wild orange, all of these have frequencies that are then interacting with this 
this part of you that is resonating at a lower frequency. Mm-hmm. So it, it doesn't matter what tool you use. It could just be laughter, you know, when you go out with your friends and you put the world to rights and you felt so alone that you were the only one going through this shit show and and you laugh and you and that heals you. So it it's yeah. Some of my most healing moments this year have been with you on a paddleboard. <laughs> Totally. Thank goodness, right, for some right. paddleboards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Where it's just been water, beautiful mm. nature, and really, like you and I, <clears throat> we are deep people. We we go Intense, high, we go annoying. low. <laughs> we, we do the whole range of it, and we are passionate about it. And yet there's um, a playfulness and a lightness of spirit that when we hang out especially on our paddleboards that feels really easeful and that's that's what I want to translate into every part of my life as well as for my clients for your clients is to to know that there, there is this possibility and so you're doing the shadow work you're doing the healing work and there's the joy and there's the lightness of spirit and this effervescent part of life that is accessible to us all. Yeah. And for me, this is where language becomes so important because that helps create the, f- the framework of our beliefs. Now, so I have an NLP background, which means language is always uh, within that toolkit is so important, you know. Um, so for 10 years plus, I've been curious about how people use language. And I had a client this week who kept saying, well, it will be hard work to change. I'm like, yeah, if you keep, if you keep saying that, that's, that's what you're going to create. Because if by some miracle it is easy, that's going to go against every belief and expectation that you have now put in front of you that is filtering your experience. So, and you might not trust it. Well, yeah, totally. Um, so I... I tend to try and get my clients and myself to trip over those words that have preempted what an experience should be when it's got a negative, she says in inverted commas, you know, um, when it's got a, a negative uh, slant to it, what could be a, a negative, a heavier, uh, lower vibration associated with it. Um, if I can instead put put myself and my clients in a position of curiousness about how this might unfold, then I feel we are more able to take, to see the un, the opportunities that we wouldn't have seen before. You know, it's like that, a reframe, isn't it? Yeah, it's an absolute reframe, yeah. Um, and, yeah, there was something else I was going to say and it's just flown out of my head. Um, my question to you then, Miriam. Mm-hmm is how do we navigate ourselves back to not playing small? So how do we Mm. reframe that? Let's reframe that as a sentence first. Okay. How do we play big? (laughs) How do we we play play true? Yeah, how do we play true? And I might even, I would just change that to I am true. Oh, no. um, yeah, juicy. And, and, I love it. 
that's I can, and I can feel the resonance difference within my body as I say mm. that those words and perhaps those people that are listening that are energy sensitive can play with that you know the difference mm-hmm. in the vibration within themselves when they use different words yeah um so I am true perhaps to all of my potential or I am my potential or but then potential takes away from it almost puts it further from me mm-hmm. because I haven't achieved it yet. Mm-hmm. So I am true. Let me. I'm just going to play with that for a week or so. <laughs> just, a week? Yeah. I yeah, need not right minutes. now. Two okay. <laughs> so I, I would put it in an affirmation type sentence rather yeah. than an aspiration for something in the future that then creates distance and lack. Yeah. Um, and... I want to take myself into how I will feel when I am in that place, which is definitely um, Abraham Hicks esque, mm-hmm. you know. Of and Joe Dispenza, he talks yeah, about that and, as well. And mm-hmm. um, I think Ramdas talks about it as well. And um, definitely five D create from the five D position, not mm-hmm. the three D. So go into that space, like make it sacred. That space of how will I feel when I am taking up all the space I'm supposed to? What will that be like? And feel it in your body. And then just sit there. One of the things that I like to do when I'm thinking about that exact thing is imagining dropping like almost like a, a ball of sunshine into my heart space and then radiating rays from 360 Mm. degrees in every direction and expanding out and keep expanding out so it's not like it's um it's a me taking up space and my ego my personality taking up space because I think that can be the bit that feels uncomfortable like I'm overtaking everybody that's not that doesn't feel good what I what it feels like is a from the heart space, from the sunshine in the center mm. of your soul space, radiating out that yeah. from every direction. Yeah. And I just, can I yeah. just add, mm-hmm. one of the other things that uh, I contemplate and we struggle with, with the now that I'm thinking it through a bit more, with the taking up space piece and the playing small is we still have this dynamic which is so prevalent in society and we're seeing a lot of it right now which is being dominating or dominating over so this the somebody has power over somebody else and therefore creates an imbalanced relationship and I think often Certainly from my perspective, I've been so hyper and over hyper aware of that dynamic that it makes me automatically and energetically pull back from that space because I don't want to contribute to that kind of mentality or that experience. Yeah. And trying to find, does that, do you see yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it resonates. Yeah, yeah. So trying to find a, a way around it. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. Not even around it. Trying yeah. to find a complete and total reframe of it. Yeah. So that 
when I step into that space, I am fully aware that there is no part of me ever that wants to be more than somebody else or be dominating over somebody else. I am just fully expressing me. Yeah. From a heart space. Yeah. Okay. So lots of stuff came up there. (laughs) Surprisingly enough. Um, One was that idea that we, you and I, we work hard to be really aligned when we're communicating with other people or holding Mm -hmm. space Um, and to tap into our intuitive wisdom that is beyond our knowledge, if that makes sense, Um, to allow wisdom to come from places beyond us and work through us and I feel like if we can get comfortable sitting in that position of the channel you know and remembering that there will always be people who want to say we are being too dominant or we're taking away power, but our gift in in that, and I'm trying to be really aligned as I talk about this, is what we're doing is shining light on their own um, shadows and wounding, mm-hmm. and and that's one of the gifts we we do for people, right? We shine light catalysts, on, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what am I saying? <clears throat> that. Um, I I think it would be naive to think that we're never going to get called out and be told that we're too big or too loud or too... I think that's the territory, the space that we are in, right? No matter how heart-aligned and in our truth, people are going to have a different perspective and we have to be okay with that, like water off a duck's back. And somewhere in there is a mechanism to ensure we keep humble and we have humility. And like you said, we are, I think, perhaps even from the the female perspective, we have been indoctrinated with being a certain way and not talking too much, you know, going out to... Um, work do's with your other half and and not raising subjects that perhaps <laughs> I think uh, have you been talking to one of our mutual friends about no that? Yeah, oh no, no because she's been talking no. about that too that's hilarious yeah. yeah and so like having to play mouse at these at these type of events because god forbid you have expressions and thoughts that you would like to share um I don't I don't have to do that but I you know I, I can there have been times previously in earlier times of my life where work do's and stuff I might have had to play that and thought it was okay even maybe but um so so the two coming back to the two things are being comfortable with I am the channel and doing the work that enables you to know all of the time when you are in that space and when you aren't in that space and recalibrating, mm. which means a really acute awareness of your, your narrative, your ego, your patterns of thought 
And when you're sitting in your heart or from the seat of your soul, like that positioning within yourself when you're communicating. And then secondary is some mechanism that allows you to check in with a reflection maybe even on that piece of work you've done or that interaction with that person that was was I aligned doing that communication sometimes it's easier to see it from a contrasting perspective though as in sometimes for for many of us I think especially the people that you and I've worked with and ourselves we we notice that um What's the easiest thing to notice is when we're out of alignment rather than when we're in alignment. Mm. So it's easier to notice uh, with practice when I'm triggered yeah, and then not react from a place of triggering rather than recognizing when I'm not triggered, you know? Yeah. Uh, because we're taught, we're not taught what it feels like to feel good. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, um so I, I, you know, for me, that's the practice. I, I was lucky enough to be with a group of colleagues that I trained with um, like a decade ago. And I was able to do a heart meditation with them where I dropped them into their hearts. And um, there was such peace and such lovely feedback, which is you know, always nice to have, right, that this intention of taking people into their heart space and a couple of them could feel say dropped their awareness down and perhaps I can gift your you this practice at some point mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. for your for your listeners um they they hit as they approach their heart space they hit a level which feels like a plateau so they can't go further than that plateau And it was curious because the default is I need to break this plateau down. You know, I need a hammer or I need a, and I just, yeah, something, um, yeah, you you know what I'm saying, right? Mm -hmm. Something with uh, aggression. Pneumatic drill. Yes, (laughs) yes, exactly. Because I asked, I said, what would you use, you know, still in a soft meditation state, what would you use to soften this, uh, to, to get through and, and these types of things came up. And I said, I want you to be curious about if you were giving your best friend a cuddle or if you were kissing your child because they've hurt themselves and you're going to kiss it better, what would that look like? And so we got pink glitter being mm. dropped on, the, on this level and, um, and variations of that. But it's the softness that mm. allows you to move through. It's not mm. it's not fighting the resistance. It's softening into the resistance. It's not fighting the resistance, it's softening the resistance. Yeah. That makes me <laughs> Oh God, I'm so delighted by that sentence. <laughs> um what if we bring that analogy back to the rubber band and actually well, that's, so, yeah that's what yeah. I saw as you talked I just saw fingertips just softening the elastic yeah. yeah what if it's when we're sitting at the outside edge of the rubber band it's not waiting for it to snap and then mm. break what we're doing is sitting and allowing, allowing and it softening to, yeah. and 
breathing into the space. Yeah. Um, Softening and expanding the elastic band if we need it. Yeah. At what point does the elastic band become what we're leaning on? Yeah. Um, What a beautiful contemplation. (laughs) Sometimes mm. I'm going to be flippant now. Sometimes I feel like I'm contemplating my own asshole. I tend to try and uh, contemplate the stars and the cosmos and uh, the ocean. And yeah. I know I heard uh, Richard yeah. Rudd say that sentence once, and I was so tickled by what yeah. he said that I'm like, how many times can I use that sentence <laughs> in in my offerings and what I talk about? Yeah, I, I think contemplation of your asshole could keep you small. <laughs> Depends how big your asshole is, isn't it? You've lowered the tone. Beautiful. (laughs) All sorts. I love it, Miriam. Uh, Right. I think we should pause it there. Yeah. For today. Um, Miriam, you, this is the start of something really, truly spectacular. And I love our conversations. And uh, you cannot get away. There will be more. There will be more. I look forward to it. It's been wonderful. So thank you for having me. Thank you, Miriam. If people want to get in contact, or when people want to get in contact with you, yeah. I'll put your details in the show notes. Okay. Um, and then they can just contact you that way. Have you got anything that you want to share? Before we, I was trying to think if I had a contemplation question for people. Oh, I like to get my work right. Yeah, yeah. uh, Um. uh, Yeah. Okay. So, if you weren't playing, if you were playing big, how would you know? Yeah. So that might be because something's different or it might be because you feel a certain way or you have certain experiences that are different. But how do we know? Because it would be nice to be able to not tick the box. That makes it sound so rubbish. <laughs> I was going to swear then. But like there is there there is an, a, a need to to appreciate our journeys and where we've come from and that we're moving in different directions or expanding. So if I were to expand 10%, what would that look like? If I was to expand 50%, what would that look like? And feel like. Yeah, totally. The whole sensory experience. What would I see? What would I hear? What would I feel? What would my thoughts be like? What would people's responses to me be like? Because that was, and I'm going to go off on a tangent, even though you're trying to finish now, but there was something that came up earlier, which was, you were saying when you're triggered and then you embrace it and then you you and also in the context of expanding um and being scared of what that expansion might be and for me what comes up is my attachment to my close contacts and them not being able to cope with me that's yes. what comes up yeah and yep. And the, maybe the fear, possibly, definitely, the fear of, does that mean I have to, does that mean there is a, a, a letting go? Um, and there is a, a line somewhere that says those those people no longer resonate at your frequency, you know? And, and 
Yeah, that's that's such a <clears throat> you can't just end on Sorry, that. Sorry, I can. Yeah, bombshell. Um... <laughs> 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 yeah. That's such a tricky thing because the mind can get so involved in not being too big for your boots and not, you know, not wanting to leave that space because what does that say about you and so much distortion can come up in that space and yet nobody says that it's a natural nobody explains that it's actually a natural uh experience for people to come in and out of your life yeah you know um that there's a just like in the the way that the the seasons work the the mother earth works the in breath the out breath works as a natural flow of these things and that's not limited to seasons that's not limited to nature that is absolutely the way that people come in and out of your life the the experiences that you have the thoughts that you have they're 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 designed to change yeah and it's when we cling on and expect them to be a certain way and cling on for their life. Like, I'm definitely somebody who, who who's a cling on. <laughs> As in, I get attached to things and then when they've gone past their, their the time when it's time to let go, there's still a part of me that experiences the sadness and the grief of letting those go and wishes it was different than it actually is. And yet, when I really, truly honor that, what I'm doing is letting go to let something even greater and better back in again. Yeah. But these are fundamental truths that we're not taught uh, we ha- weren't taught as children and now we're relearning this as an experience yeah. now and also it's very much the human experience right so we get caught in the duality of knowing we are more than this and yeah. we're also human yeah having a human experience yeah um yeah okay. i reckon that's a good point to leave that's a good one for now leave it on one of the most expansive things we could ever possibly say (laughs) well if people want to know more then we can talk more right (laughs) yeah (laughs) to be continued Miriam okay thank Thank you you. my love If you'd like to find out more about Miriam, I'll put her details in the show notes. And if you want to support the podcast, you can share this with your friends and family, and it's very much appreciated. And finally, if you want to keep up to date with all these conversations, my offerings and musings, then subscribe to my newsletter, which you can find on the front page of my website. Until next time, keep believing in yourself.